This is Anthem Blanchard, CEO of Numetra, and you're listening to RunToGold.com. Welcome to the RunToGold.com podcast. This is Trace Mayer. I have a special guest with us, Anthem Blanchard. Welcome, Anthem. Hi, Trace. Now, Anthem, he's currently CEO of Numetra, which is a federated CDN, a content delivery network, and they're working on a new innovative approach to transferring bandwidth over the internet. Anthem, you've been involved in the gold industry for a long time, haven't you? I have. I have since I was born, actually. So I was raised by a gold bug, James U. Blanchard, and it was a case of really being indoctrinated into Austrian School of Economics and understanding what real money is. And then I also went to the, the traditional school of finance at Emory, and then we actually went back into the gold industry. So I'm very familiar with gold as well as the traditionalist type mentality for monetary policy. We're very grateful to your dad. He was involved in the sound money fight, you know, back when gold was illegal and there were criminal penalties for holding this most dangerous of all controlled substances, <laughs> this inert yellow metal. He actually campaigned quite a bit in the public sphere to get gold re-legalized. So we're very grateful for your family's work in that regard. As am I. Now, Ben Bernanke, last week on Capitol Hill, he testified, quote, I don't fully understand movements in the gold price, end of quote. And so, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, which is more frightening, that investors worldwide are losing confidence in these little paper coupons, or that the shepherds of these major world reserve currencies like the dollar or the euro, uh, these, these colored coupons, that they don't understand what's going on with money. So I was wondering if you could speak a little bit to that. Sure. Well, I, I think that really for me, it draws to a deeper conclusion and understanding that quite simply, one is never educated at all throughout the educational process, at least the one that I had and the one that pretty much everyone I've spoken with has had and actually learning about gold and, and important as, as as really being the, the truest money and the truest measure. Some of the ways that you can actually look at gold, the reason why it's one of the truest measures is that, if not the truest measure, is that it, comparatively speaking, valuing one asset class versus another, you can really distinctly tell that gold holds its value because it is value. And so therefore, it makes comparative ratio type exercises uh, puts on, a, so to speak, x-ray glasses, and it's a secret decoder of sorts. So once you know that secret of looking at comparative value, then price in terms of a national currency becomes somewhat relevant. Yeah, I mean, it's. I wrote an article on it, the numeraire, you know, we, we've got to yes. use... Yes, I love use, that article. Yeah, we use gold as our unit of account. We don't necessarily need to use it in ordinary daily transactions, although that has some wonderful uses when done, you know, when we do use it. But even without that, we can still keep our financial statements, our income statements, our balance sheets, our cash flow statements. We can keep them denominated in gold. And then, you know, as you say, we're able to more accurately calculate prices, which are really just the ratios between two different assets. And so when we're using these synthetic commodities, these little colored coupons that have no value in themselves, well, how do we get a reliable measure? You know, as you say, we got to use an asset, which is in effect, nobody's liability. That's right. In itself. Exactly. And, 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 and as you very well know, any fractional reserve banking system by nature issues liability currency. So again, it's uh, the right to pay, you know, right to the bear actually to pay is, is what originally we had back in the gold standard days. But, you know, today it's really just the fiat decree of a, de a debtor and particularly the governments uh, having to accept or having, you know, being, you know, having to get paid in these national currencies. So it's very difficult to get comparative value off of a liability off of any sustainable long-term period. 
makes yeah. it very difficult to make make wise choices. Yeah, exactly. We've moved from money to money substitutes, from money substitutes to these little fiat currency illusions, these little coupons going from what what do they say the dollar is an IOU nothing and and the euro is a who owes you nothing. <laughs> and so, you know, when we do look at these fiat currencies, in effect they're just common stock, the common stock of the various institutions or organizations that they represent, whether it's this entity you know as the United States or this entity known as Euro or Iceland. And since all of them are declining relative to gold, it does pretend some turbulence in the future <laughs> like we're seeing uh, politically. So it is kind of a scary time that we're moving into. But at the same time, for those of us that are able to put on these x-ray glasses, I think there's a lot of potential deals to be made and to be had if we're able yes. to accurately discern what's going on. Well, well there, there's no doubt. And, you know, Again, I know that I've been able to use it quite successfully for myself personally to make you know choices about you know value where you know where to invest or where to save my value, and uh, you know it's been been quite good for me. So um, I, I think the charts really speak for themselves, and you have a lot of great charts on your website. Um, and it, it's really just once you're able to see over you know long term you know multi decade period one asset, specifically gold in this case, you're able to take a look at, say, the price of oil in terms of numbers of grams of gold or the Dow, it paints a whole different picture. Yeah, because actually on my website in the top, there's a, in the top banner area, there's a, a link, it's called key ratios. And I've got some of the, the various key ratios there. And you mentioned one of them, the Dow to gold ratio. And everybody is all, you know, they're all happy that the Dow's doing better. You know, it's over 10,000. And, you know, oh, there's a recovery. But really, when you look at the Dow priced in gold, we're currently at 8.38 ounces of gold for the Dow, which is lower than we had, uh, you know, several months ago. So the Dow has actually been been falling, you know, losing even more of its value in priced in gold. And we're kind of seeing the same thing with barrels of oil. Right now, it's 1.73 gold grams per barrel of oil. So, you know, I'd like you to speak a little bit more on how exactly do you use the ratios with each other to make better investment choices? Well, I mean, for myself personally, again, I, I like to look at that, what I call ultimate savings investment cycle barometer and that Dow gold ratio. And the reason I like it so much is that you know, gold as a relic of uh, the end of World War II, the Bretton Woods Treaty, is priced on, on the all the major exchanges and specifically the London bullion market. You know, it's, it's primarily set in dollars in terms of receiving payment. They, they do set in other currencies, but you know, the vast majority of the clearing gets done in dollars. So, And you have the Dow and all of the earnings, the unit of account for the Dow 30, irrespective of which those companies are, and, and those are meant to represent you know, the industry, the, the big industry players, obviously, in the U.S., um, also is the dollar. So by canceling out that dollar and the numerator and the denominator of the ratio, one all of a sudden is able to take the, the most variant of all variables when it comes to finance, um, given the foreign exchange market is the largest in the world and the dollar is by far the most circulated currency, um, national currency, um, that um, all of a sudden it illuminates the picture to really be able to see you know, how expensive or cheap are our investments relative to savings and how long left do we have to go roughly until we get to the investment cycle yeah and it does it really makes me wonder does Bernanke really not quote fully understand the gold price movement or is he just feigning ignorance because
because it really boggles the mind to think that uh, people that are in charge of, of these institutions that are moving trillions of dollars around the value that they don't understand the role that this monetary metal plays. Because the LBMA you mentioned, I think that their actual daily transactions were up something like 40% year over year. So there's a lot more gold changing hands this year on the LBMA than there, than there was last year. And so, you know, there's gold is functioning as a major currency with billion, you know, tens of billions of dollars changing hands every day. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot that we as investors can gain from being able to use it to perform the, the calculation value. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think we're about, about, we've used up about most of our time. Do you have any recommendations or tips for the listeners that run to gold? Well, I would suggest to focus um, on, on savings type, type, type investments. And, and obviously, you know, in terms of the ultimate form of savings, being able to, you know, look at gold as being that ultimate form of savings, but also looking at cost cutting saving cycle type plays. So whether it's that's media, whether it's, you know, forms of escapism, and, you know, unfortunately, that's what happens in saving cycles is people have to save, they don't want to spend as much, you know, anything that can get people distracted out of their, unfortunately, for so many more difficult financial situations, you know, I think that, that that's a that's a, a real growth industry and, and history is a is a very good indicator of that. So those are my those are my passing thoughts. So we're uh, things like the $5 Starbucks every day is not so much a good play in the savings cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a pretty easily substitutable um, product. And I guess you can look at McDonald's in that ex- specific example. So um, <laughs> it's garnering a lot of market share. Okay, well, thank you very much for uh, for this discussion. And we'll have you on again, just like we've had my, you on before. My pleasure, Trace. Anytime. Hi, it's Ian Gordon from longwaygroup.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold.